EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we present the best of our sketches and songs based on true stories, with music from our producer, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. And now, a slight glimpse into the methodical working mechanism of our head writer's brilliant mind as she writes a skit for the show. I have to write. Now... That's all there's to it. Tomorrow's recording day, and my actors will be here for their lines. Okay, stop it. Stop it. Too much wasted time already. The house is a mess, but I cleared the writing table. That's good enough. There. Whew, finally. I'm sitting in front of the laptop. Okay. Now. Let's see. Crap. I forgot to fill my coffee cup. I need to sip when I write. Oh, lukewarm, yuck. Ah, much better. Okay, then. Now... Laptop. The Procrastinator. What in the world is that? I thought I threw the old rag out. What's it still doing on the dining room table? Ignore it. You can throw it out later. The house is a mess anyway. What's one more stupid torn-up dust rag? You're recording tomorrow, remember? Now, what to write? The Procrastinator. Procrast... Okay, that rag is going in the trash. Boom! And it's out of here. That's the way you do it. Okay, that wasn't so bad. Only took a few seconds and done. Out of the way. No more rag. Rag tag. Stupid torn up rag. 
Rag had been sad, sad, mad, mad about the rag. Rag, oily, boily rag. Maybe I should boil some wide egg noodles for tonight. Maybe a nice tuna casserole, peas and carrots smothered on top with mm, nice creamy sauce. Mm, yum. What are you doing? Oh my God, dinner is so much later. You have to write. Recording, actors, remember, commitment. Jeez. The Procrastinator. Maybe I should title it Procrastinator without the the. Or Procrastinating. I should do that casserole now. It won't take long. The stove and oven will do most of the work. I'll just open the tuna can, make a bechamel for the cream sauce, chop onions, saute peas and carrots, salt, pep. Oh my God! It's only three in the afternoon! Write! Hey, guys, I didn't write anything last night. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Wait, did I just fall asleep? I just fell asleep. How can one type and fall asleep? Is that possible? Yes, it's possible. You just did it. Coffee, coffee, where is it? Oh, it's lukewarm again. <sighs> ah, that's good. Better. Maybe I'll make the casserole now to get it out of the way. I'll write later. You have now witnessed a slight glimpse into the methodical working mechanism of our head writer's brilliant mind. And I am getting a drink. We love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. trips are special occasions. We rarely travel as an extended family, so one fateful year, we decided the time had come. Our baby was now a little over one years old, and she was travel ready. My parents thought it would be a nice treat if we all got in their Fleetwood and drove to Miami. After all, Cadillacs are roomy, and the five of us would coast all the way to the south with no issues. This is what really happened. How many things can one woman pack for two weeks? I need my shoes, Stanley. They match my outfits. But you have four full-size suitcases. The entire family only packed two, and that includes the baby. You do this to me every time we travel, Stanley. You know my heart can't take it. Oh, where's my medicine? Your anti-anxiety pills are right in front of you. Don't forget to pack those. No, it's my heart medication. Oh, they're right in front of me. I don't want to forget to pack those. God, take me now. What are they arguing about? Her anti-anxiety pills? Honey, uh, could, could you take the bottle? Elizabeth is done eating. She looks so calm and complacent. One-year-olds do that. You done out there? Yes! Elizabeth 
is just about falling asleep. Oh, like an angel. Well, let's go. Your mother-in-law's finally finished. I can't sit in the middle. I, I get claustrophobic. I'll place Elizabeth's car seat in the middle, between the two of us. Are you sure, dear? I could sit in the middle, but I get claustrophobic. I know, Mother. You already told me that. There. All set. Why does the car seat have to take up so much of the space? Can't you just hold her? No, Mom. That's the law. The law wasn't like that before. I know, Mom. That's just the way things are. Will you people please shut up and get in a damp car? Okay, okay. Watch your language in front of the baby, Stanley. We'd like to get going sometime today, if that's not too much to ask. Did you remember to lock the back door, Stanley? Yes, I remember to lock the back door, Ruth. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. Stanley, I can't find my heart medication. You said you packed them. It must still be on the kitchen counter. Are you kidding me, Ruth? Well, they're not here. You always do this to me, Ruth. Almost on the road and you can't find something. I'm sorry, Stanley, but I need my heart medication. You need the heart meds and I'll end up having a heart attack. God help me, Ruth, if we ever get to Florida and I'm not dead yet, I'm I'm going to kill you. Stop it, Stanley, or I'm getting out of the car. Here, let me unlock the door for you. See what you did? You woke up the baby. You're the one who wants me to jump out of the car. Shh, it's okay. Papa doesn't really mean it. He's just an angry, wingy old man. That's right, honey. Grandpa's just upset because Grammy's a senile old lady. You take that back. Will you two stop it already? This happened every single time you took a trip during my childhood. Either you overpacked or you forgot to bring something. That's not true. This is the first time. Always happens. Okay, I hope everyone has everything because I'm not turning around again. We'll be lucky to make it out of New York State by nightfall at this rate. Well, don't look at me. I have my medicine now. I don't know how I left it on the counter. Did you lock the back door, Stanley? I checked the back door, the front door, and the stove. Everything is locked and off. You don't have to get snippy. Things like that are important. Well, this is nice. A little peace and quiet. Not for long. Five bucks your mother-in-law says it's too cold. No, Ma's sleeping. Oh, dear. The baby. Stanley, it's too cold in here. The baby's crying. What did I tell you? Uh-huh. No, Ma, the sun through your window is bothering her. It's shining in her eyes. Here, Ma, put this baby screen on your window. How do you keep this thing up? Here, let me spray water on the suction cups. Now turn. Hun, uh, could you give me a baby bottle from the cooler? Sure, hon. I thought she's crying because of the sun. Probably, but her diaper is dry, so she may be crying because she's hungry. She's covering all ends. Well, I don't think this baby screen is doing enough for Elizabeth. Let me cover the window with my afghan. Ruth, I can't see the cars on my left. Lower that thing down. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Is that better? Well, at least now I can see. You see? The baby stopped crying. My afghan is better than that little screen. Why do you feed Elizabeth so much? It soothes her. A pacifier would soothe her better. I've tried that. She knows the difference. Yes, one has 150 calories and the other zero. I know you're right, but I don't want the baby cry. Ma, what's wrong? My arm, my arm, I can't feel my arm. Ma, why can't you feel your arm? The afghan. I've been holding it up so long my arm fell asleep. Well then let it go, the screen is fine. You're so stubborn, Ruth. Oh, the pain is so sharp. Put 
something warm on it. It'll take the tingling away. Warm? There's nothing warm enough in here. It's freezing. Oh, for God's sakes. Ah, gross. Oh, Elizabeth just threw up all her milk on me. You're an idiot. Your mother told you you feed the baby too much. I told You have to stop. This is gross. I need to change. I have milk all over me. Oh, for God's sake, I was making such good time. Yeah. Little sharp dummy needle pains all over my arm. Okay, okay, all of you shut up. I just missed the exit. Dad! And so, after half an hour, father made his way to a rest stop. I changed, and mother's arm was fine. The baby was car sick through the entire trip, so we had to stop every few hours. I wore towels. The two-day trip turned into four, but we made it without killing each other. I would like to say this trip made us closer. What I can say is this trip made us decide we would never travel together again in one car. Even though Cadillacs are roomy, and so our saga ends again for now. But join us next time for The Dysfunctionals. Laws have changed. Times are different. Rules are more rigid. Trust no one. Fear everyone. Better be safer than sorry. I get it, I know, I'm not stupid. But I am old. Well, maybe not old, but middle-aged. So because I am in my mid-years, I can look back 40 years of my life and say, I was 13 and times were different. Yes, cars were invented and we did fly to the moon, I think. But airport security was not like it is today. Back in my childhood, it was loose. Almost carefree. Why am I bringing up this topic in the first place? Come back with me, 40 years to the LaGuardia Airport in New York City. Okay, we checked the dog in and boarding is within the hour. I'm worried about our puppy. So she's blind, but she is very well adjusted. You should be proud. I know, but she's in a cage in the cargo section of the plane. The pet cargo section is pressurized. She'll be fine. I hope so. Are you sure she won't be scared? Yes, dear. Now let's find a restaurant. All this worrying on your part is making me hungry. So we searched out a restaurant in the main terminal and ordered. Also, a side of fried onion rings, please. Yes, ma'am. Anything else, ladies? No, that's it. We don't have that much time before boarding, Mom. I know. He'll bring it right out. We'll eat, then we'll go. I'd much rather sit here than in that crowded waiting area. Do you realize how many people cough and sneeze in there? Not more than the inside of the cabin of a plane. But then I didn't say it out loud to Mother. I knew better than to contradict. We got our sodas. But the onion rings... How long can it possibly be to make onion rings? How long can it possibly be to make onion rings? I'll check for you, ma'am. Never mind. We have a plane to catch. Just give me the bill. I'm sorry, ma'am, but your plane is already on the runway. What do you mean, already on the runway? We boarded the plane ten minutes ago. 
I'll check if you can get on the next flight out to Fort Lauderdale. Did I say panic? I never saw Mother panic until that moment. Next flight out, our blind dog is on this plane. There is no way I'm going to let her wait for us for hours. She is sure to die from fright. Let me see what I can do. He got on the phone and made us wait. We were sweating it. What could possibly be done? All I knew is that I hated onion rings. Come with me. We walked for what seemed like an eternity and then found ourselves outside surrounded by Boeing 747s. We're taking you out to the runway. Plane is being delayed for boarding. Oh, I can't thank you enough. Here, climb aboard the baggage cargo transport. It was surreal. Mother and I in the middle of one of the busiest airports in New York, riding to our missed plane on the runway via a baggage truck. The aircraft stairs to our Fort Lauderdale ride was let down. The flight attendant on board bemusedly took our tickets. I felt the eyes of the other passengers piercing through my mother and I like lasers. Who could they be? The pilot's family? VIP? Terror? No. Terrorists were not in the vocabulary 40 years ago. <sighs> Times have changed. The bright side to this story is we arrived to Florida safely, and our blind sweet dog was happy we were there to greet her. And what lesson can you learn from this story? Never order fried onion rings right before a flight. They may be tempting, but in the long run, they're not so good for you. Take me away to the mountains, take me away to the seas. We need to get away from this fast-paced I wrote Simple Girl for a young and rising country singer in Nashville. Her voice range spans three octaves, so it does suit her voice better. However, when I wrote the lyrics, I wrote it for both of us. Truly, the simplicity of life is what makes me happy. I don't need fancy things to bring me joy. I believe the young woman I wrote this for feels the same way. Take me away to the mountains, take me away to the seas. We need to get away from this fast-paced world and be in the outdoor breeze for you. my destiny you're the one I love come hold my hand as I'm a simple girl in a simple world I don't need much life I don't need fancy cars or expensive jewels to keep me satisfied all I need is your love and you by my side Cause I'm a simple girl In a simple world Let's go Take that ride We were so happy once When we didn't care What the world said about us 
we held together as we sailed away on the shore of love and trust. Oh, we need to come back again to our natural destiny. For you and I can move mountains if we go back to you and me. Cause I'm a simple girl in a simple world. I don't need much in life. I don't need fancy cars or expensive jewels to keep me satisfied. All I need is your love and you by my side. Cause I'm a simple girl in a simple world. Let's go. Take that run So happy once when we didn't care what the world said about us. We held together as we sailed away on the shores of love and trust. For you, the only one who knows who I am. You are my destiny. You're the one I love. Come home. Cause I'm a simple girl In a simple world I don't need much in life I don't need fancy cars Or expensive jewels To keep me satisfied All I need is your love And you by my side Cause I'm a simple girl In a simple world Let's go Take that ride I'm a simple girl In a simple Party, party, party Come on, Maureen You're always studying It's time you got out I have exams next Wednesday. I can't. Sure you can. That's next Wednesday, and it's Saturday night. I know. Listen, it's the MIT annual frat party next door. The guys are nerds, but they're my friends. They're nice, and they give a great party. And you need to get out from behind this desk. All right, okay. I'll go if Debbie goes, too. And only for a few hours. What, is this a package deal? The three of us are I won't go. Strength in numbers. Fine. Let's ask Debbie. Okay now, ladies, before we go inside, you need to know the rules. What are you talking about? Rules? Look, the two of you are new at this. I've been to these parties a hundred times. I know the shakedown. So what is just a party? Whatever you do, do not drink from the witch's brew. Witch's brew? 
Witch's brew. The guys at the frat party put dry ice in the punch bowl and add every alcoholic drink imaginable. Later, the time, the more potent it gets. It's now 11 p.m., so the brew must be pretty potent by now. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for coming. Who are your friends? Maureen and Debbie. Maureen, Debbie, Mark. Hey. Mark's practically a legend at MIT. He's been an undergrad for 12 years. Yeah, haven't declared my major yet. Can't decide. Yeah, an MIT administration can't decide how to kick old Marky boy out. <laughs> so, Debbie, right? Yeah. What's your sign? Huh? My guess is, caution, curves ahead. Do you know what's on the menu? No. Me and you. Oh, well, is that Maureen calling me? I gotta go. Cool music. Yeah, but the worst pickup lines ever. Do you know what one guy said to me? What, I'm afraid to ask. I've got Skittles in my mouth. Wanna taste a rainbow? Oh! <laughs> Here's some punch. At least that's good. Wait, isn't that the witch's brew Bruce warned us about? Can't be, because it's just really sweet and creamy. Mmm, there's sherbet in it. And colorful. See the pretty little swirls? Yeah. These are big cups, though. Yeah, it, it tastes so good. I figure I put them in these and, and save a few trips. Good idea. I see things differently now, you know? This place, it's pretty. Yeah. Mansionly like. Is it hot in here? Yeah. I'm going to the little girl's room. Wanna come? Yeah, you go ahead. Oh, uh, it's getting late. I better check on the girls. You're not their babysitter. I know, but I'm their friend and I sort of feel responsible for them. Okay, Dad. Funny. Hey, uh, Debbie, what are you doing? Where are you? Right in front of you. What are you doing on all fours? It's easier than standing. I think it's time to go home. Let's find Maureen. Okay. <laughs> hey, this room is spinning. How would they do that? Yep, you drank out of the witch's brew. You were so wrong about that. It's sweet and tastes so good. Let's get some more. No, not a good idea. Ah, there's Maureen holding up the wall. Help me. Maureen, what are you doing? I can't move. Why can't you move? Because if I move, this wall will fall down. I see. Why don't we get Mark to hold up the wall? Good idea. Mark, man. Hold up this wall, will you? Oh, cool. Is this a new game? Exactly. Close your eyes and count slowly to a thousand. Okay. One, two, 
Sleeping bag. Rise and shine, girls. Don't shout like that. Can't you see we died? Well, here's a little snake juice to bite the poison out of your system. What is it? All I can tell you is it has some anti-witch brew potion and a raw egg in each glass. Thanks. But remind me never to go to a party like that again. Yeah, best to stick to your studies. Become a lawyer and sue people like Mark the Frat Boy. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Me too. Oh, oh, worst antidote ever. <laughs> you got that right. Hey, Bruce. Thanks for taking care of us. You're the best substitute dad a girl could ever have. Passing of Our Fears is a song I wrote about lovers afraid to break up, but then eventually have to. This may resonate with some of you. We start out as lovers without foundation, knowing the relationship won't last. But we try. By the end, the friendship may be there but the amorous passion is gone. This is that song, entitled Passing of Our Fears. There are many types of yesterday, whether old or whether young. We go through We come out stronger when we know we're done You and I, we hoped for better days Where we hold our heads up high But behind our thoughts we knew we'd be Going separate ways since all our truths Passing of a 
can't kill them, so that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. Are you ready? In a minute. I'll be in the car. Where's the keys? Where you left it. I left it hanging on the nail by the door. It's not there? No. Well, how should I... Oh, wait, wait. I needed to get out the snow wiper from your car. What do you need the wiper for? I couldn't find mine. You couldn't find your... No, I couldn't find mine. Look in the fruit bowl. The fruit bowl. Why would it be in the fruit bowl? Because that's where I keep my keys. Well... Yeah, it's here. Fruit bowl. I'll be in the car. Okay. Here I am. Took you long enough. Will you stop it? Let's go. Do you have everything? I think so. I, I brought the fruitcake and the card. Did you take the bottle of wine out of the refrigerator? Yeah, it's on the back seat. Good. It's nice they invited us. I hate those people. You don't even know them. Yes, I do. They're your stupid book club friends and their husbands. Well, Sheila was nice to invite us to their annual open house. At least be kind. We're not staying all night. Maybe for an hour. As I said, we're not staying all night. Don't go so close to that car in front. Keep your distance. I'm not close to it. Would he kill you to slow down? What do you think would happen if he puts the brakes on? Will you stop it, Ruth? I'm not going close. You're too close. I hope it doesn't snow. I don't want to drive back from the country in the snow. We can turn around, you know. No, I don't think the snow is in the forecast. Stanley, you don't have to pass the car. Will you please be quiet, Ruth? Let me do the driving. I hate it when you pass cars. So we're a little late. We're in no hurry. Happy now? You like giving me a heart attack? What are you doing? The windshield's misting up. I'm trying to adjust the defroster. Stop fiddling with that thing. I'll do it. Just drive. Well, whatever you're doing, Ruth, it's not working. Give me a minute. Watch out! Good, Ruth. Whatever you did, the windshield's clearer. Oh, my God, Stanley. Didn't you feel that? You hit something! For God's sake, Ruth, stop being so paranoid and let me drive. No, Stanley, I mean it. You hit something. I saw it! Saw what? I don't know. Some little thing 
squirrel or, or a possum, maybe. Well, I didn't see it. That's because you were fiddling with the stupid heater. So what? So what if I hit a squirrel? Not like it's a human or something. How can you say that? It's still a life. It's a squirrel. Who cares? Oh, how can you be so cruel, Stanley? What if it was a cat or something? So what? I don't like cats anyway. Stanley! I'm kidding. Don't get so worked up about it. It was just some stupid <laughs> rodent, and I don't even think I hit one. You're probably imagining it. I am not. Poor little thing. It probably was going home to its baby. Oh, for crying out loud, Ruth. You want me to turn around and go home? I'll gladly do it. You know I didn't want to go to this shindig anyway. No, I want to go. Maybe they'll be more understanding than you. Ruth. Murderer. You're crazy, Ruth. You know that? You're nuts. It's easy for you. You have no heart. And slow down, Stanley. The car is too close. Ruth. So our saga ends again for now, but join us next time for The Dysfunctionals. What a sleepless night. Lately it's so cramped. The regular beach usually calm me, but I don't know. I kept hearing music late last night. Yeah, yeah, I know music is cool, but not when I'm trying to sleep, okay? Hmm, what's this? Sort of feels springy by my toes. Whoa, hey, let's try it again. Whoa, causing some action. Ooh, hmm, hold on, now here we go. Woohoo! That is so awesome! Like a roller coaster. Up and then down we go. <laughs> and score! Yes! One for the team. Woohoo! Oh, man, I need a drink. Something with flavor, please. Uh, hello up there. Give me some sugar. What time is it? 10.15 in the morning. Hey, lady, come on, get with the program. How long must we wait? Ah, how long must we wait? <laughs> how long must we wait? Yeah. How long must we wait? Cool. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I feel it. Ah, it's, yes, orange juice. That's what I'm talking about. No, 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 blah, did you really need those eggs? Ah, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about eggs. Especially when they're mixed with onions and tomatoes. Jesus, it's no wonder you're gaining weight. You gotta go for the good stuff. Remember the chocolate cake you ate two days ago? Yeah, that's right. Or the yum delish blueberry pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Yeah, eat more of those, that's what I go for. So what's it gonna be? Uh, uh coffee? Really? Ah, oh, stop this nonsense, woman, or I'll transfer to another host. Oh, man, you know, I used to like it in here. Calming waters, relaxing beat, those reddish walls. But now I don't know. Well, the bungee cord is cool. And these new purplish fiber optic thingies I can press down on. Neat. <laughs> Gotta keep the joints moving. <laughs> Arms out in circles. One, two, three, four. Again, circles. One, two, three, four. And twist. Two, three, four. Twist. Two, three, four. Legs in and out. In and out. In and out. Ah, time to press that purpley fiber thing again. Whee! Roller coaster time! Down and... Flush! <laughs> yes! Unimid! <laughs> now what? Oh, 
guess I could just sleep again. Hmm. It's really all there is. I mean, what's it all about anyway? Ooh, we have company. Tuning in. Oh, this is so cute! I love the little blue bonnies! I had to buy it. Mom says you never can have enough onesies. Well, it's adorable. So, have you started your holiday shopping yet? I'm done. I ordered everything online. Had everything pre-wrapped. The cards are printed. I even ordered presents for the baby. But the baby is due after the new year. I know, but I'd rather be prepared. Mother has dozens of cookies in the freezer, and she and Lizzie are preparing Christmas dinner. Oh, there he goes again. What happened? The baby discovered how to press my bladder. Every time he presses down, I have to pee. I'll be right back. And whoosh! Up and down, and... Yes! Right on cue. Ha <laughs> ha, you are the man. <sighs> okay, now that she's distracted, I gotta think of an escape plan. Presents and cookies? Excusez-moi? And me not joining the shindig until after it's over with? Nuh-uh. Not according to my calendar. I'm due January 5th. Today is the 4th of December. Hmm, I have less than three weeks to plan my arrival and... Wait, what's this? St. Nicholas Day in two days? St. Nicholas Day. Uh, okay, Google, what's St. Nicholas Day? According to Wikipedia, children put a shoe outside their bedroom doors on the eve of St. Nicholas Day and hope to find candy, coins, or even small presents on the 6th of December. More candy and presents? <laughs> OMG! Where's my bungee cord? Oh, there's no time to lose. Where's the exit? I gotta get out of here like now. Oh, Mama, you better be ready because this baby's coming through. Oh! What's the matter, Alice? Get John on the phone. My water just broke. Smilin' is my very first full rap song. Dave Rice, my music engineer, sent me the beat and his own rap lyrics, which he sings. Then I added the tune and lyrics, plus my own rap lyrics. <laughs> I'd never had so much fun. Says money don't grow on trees. If it did, there wouldn't be any worries. 
gotta work, gotta save, no one to behave. Life is short, but we have to be brave. So many ways I can spend my dough, from cigarettes to buying Versace clothes. But when I'm awake and in the know, I realize I could save, get the cash flow. When I have money, I'll buy good things like condos in LA and big diamond rings. I'll be on my yacht, invite my friends, party like a pro, fun never ends. No problems here, it's in the two. Habits change, we just don't need food. Just a rock hard gut, some good old luck. We'll fight hard for that liberty buck. Hit the jackpot, now we're smiling, drive around the hood. Then my mind turns to those who ain't doing so good. Not everybody can be so damn lucky. And for most people, I could be downright sucky. Everyone say that life's not fair. But do you have what it takes to be a millionaire? Think they ain't got problems just like you and me? Work nine to five jobs, raise families. Well, you'd be surprised, cause your money flies by. Then your money's all gone, and you end up on the lawn. You become just another broke-ass motherfucker who's looking for a job. Money don't fall out butts, it comes with hard work and a lot of luck. Uh-huh. Nor does money grow on trees, KPK, D-Nice, B. Harvey. In destiny 
And now, A Twist of Fate by Bree Harvey. We live in a small, precarious world. When my mother was a little girl in the old country, she never heard of Parlor City. Parlor City was the furthest thing in her world. She was an intelligent child, a child who at the tender age of ten already spoke three languages and was on the top of her class. A ten-year-old girl with a playful mind and a vivid imagination. She loved to read and play out the parts. She read by the droves. Books became her reality. A world of distant places, distant cultures, distant ideas. Powerful visions to the printed world of imagery used as a means to escape. Her life was in turmoil and dangerous. A time of war. Families were torn apart and nothing was safe. The people one knew, seen on a day-to-day basis, became strangers and informants or saints. What seemed to be right turned wrong. What was up came down. The only safe reality for many, ironically, were on the printed page, bound by dreams. By the fragile age of ten, she had lost both her mother and father, was torn away from her loving uncle and raised by her elderly grieving grandparents. Her world had transformed from an upper-middle-class home by the sea to a one-room basement apartment in the middle of the city. For a girl, she was not conventional, though. She was referred to as a tomboy, and to be sure, she lived up to that name. She climbed ropes, jumped fences, punched noses like a pro. Cowboys and Indians were played in the hallways of her building. She named herself Supreme Leader the White Woodsman Hawkeye, leading the young boys in her building, now Mohicans, to their bloody destiny. Nothing was more cherished than a good pursuit or a narrow escape. James Fenimore Cooper was just one of the few writers who unknowingly partook in the rescue of my mother and the harsh reality she truly lived in. The world of the Mohican Indians was the favored realm of my mother's imagination, which she gratefully adopted. Years later, after she followed her beloved uncle to this country and settled down in Parlor City, did she notice the irony of her fate. The stories that graced her, the imaginary world she reenacted, the parallel setting that saved her soul, became her real home. For Parlor City is between the Susquehanna, the view from her living room window, and the Shenango, the rivers that were the settings for all the James Fenimore Cooper stories, the leather-stocking region of New York State, small world in tune with me. And the title reflects exactly how I feel lately. (laughs) Funny, it took over five decades to feel this way. I am empowered by the knowledge that I was born with a purpose. Not a purpose imposed by others upon me, but through my own sheer will, I have found my voice of worth and value. Now I am driven to create, to produce, to project. I am, after all, in tune with me. Look at me, look at how I'm breaking free. The empowerment of these chains are falling free. I have waited all my life for this time. 
That's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We love to have you and share our Parlor City. Back again now to KB Cab.